Today on Silky and Filthy, puck talking bullshit, we'll be talking about those 24 teams that may make the NHL playoffs. Trevor Beggs, what do you think about that? Well, you know, from the March episode that I'm a big fan of it, I know you're not, and we're going to debate the shit out of it, just kidding, we're going to talk about it a little bit, and then get into some underdog, underrated storylines, I know people hate those words, it's underdog, we get SB Nation, I don't care, we're going to talk about don't it Don't say underrated, Under- don't say underrated then, dude, underrated. Say, under- say underdog, underrated. underdog. Under- underrated, underdog, whatever, man, we're here on Silky and Filthy, puck talking bullshit, saying whatever the fuck we want, let's go! Alright, welcome all you Silky Studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy here on the NUX Misconduct Network. I'm Trevor Beggs, also known as Beggsy on NUXMisconduct.com. We got Kyle Bowen on the other side in the podcast studios in Burnaby. Kyle, how does it feel? How does it feel being back where you and I sit beside each other and record this great show, underrated underdog show? Called Silky and Filthy. Underdog, underrated. Are you allowed to call your own thing underdog or underrated? You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do that. This is an underrated program. Hey, you know what you're trying to say? More yeah, people should be listening little, to this. It's more a little th- egotistical. That's all good. Yeah, it's it's all good. Who cares? Yeah. It's all I, good. It's all good. I got a big ego, man. I'm, I'm a sexy guy. <laughs> married a beautiful woman. Hey! Got a great life. There you go. Spot. What's wrong with that, man? Say it. Say it. Say it. What's up? Silky and Filthy, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs, Nux Misconduct Network. Shout out SB Nation. Yeah, I've been back in the studio the last like three weeks, but only on the weekends. But today's the uh, first day I came in on a on a Wednesday, and I mean, I'm I'm not gonna front. I don't really fucking miss you, only because I'm used to this. You know what I'm saying? I'm being honest, honest person, yeah, honest podcast. Enough, and it's not to say that I wouldn't want you here, brother, but it's just me being honest. I still feel as if I see you every week. Yeah, you know, no offense taken. Yeah, we've been doing the show. We've been consistent. Um, yeah, well, we're just doing what we can, man. Doing what we can in isolation. And it's so good to see you back in the studio over on Zoom. You know, I know the listeners can't see your beautiful face. I'll describe you. You're wearing a nice Canadian plaid shirt. Got the toque on. Of course. Your hair is longer than I've seen it in years. Look at you go, man. You're just you're just loving life, living the dream, man. I love it. Right now, the back of my hair, it's... um, If I grew this out for another three months, I'd have a mullet. Real talk. Real talk. If this was 2018, 2017, I'm growing out that mullet. Might as well. Let's fuck around a bit. You know what I'm saying? But I already booked my haircut appointment for next Tuesday at 4 p.m. And ha <laughs> ha! Kyle Bowen's going to be back. And he's going to be, uh, hey, you said you feel sexy. I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to feel sexy. Okay? Okay, what's that Justin Timberlake song? I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah, that one. There you go, baby. Let's go. There you go. Yeah, I you know wait. what? I, as, as sexy as you're going to look, I have to start off this episode by chirping you. Oh, okay? Yeah. Bring it on. I now, know what you're going to say. Bring it on. You know exactly what I'm going to say. We talked about it right off the top. Now, back in March, I think it was probably our first episode after the coronavirus struck, our first episode in isolation. We talked about playoff formats. What could playoff formats look like if they come back? And my immediate thought was 2014 playoffs. Just let eight more teams join the tournament and fuck the regular season because what's the motivation for those other seven teams to come back? 
And, and let's give a I'll, I'll give a moment of silence for those other teams: Anaheim, LA, San Jose, Buffalo, New Jersey, Ottawa, Red Wings. No, let's honestly yeah. shut up. Let's give them a moment of silence. Yeah. Go again. Yeah. Okay. All the teams suck. So, anyways, twenty four team playoffs. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Twenty four team. I feel like I said twenty fourteen for a second. No, I think you did too. But we get it. Okay. Come on, okay. man. And now you were vouching for the eight team playoffs. Like fuck everyone else. Let the eight best teams play it out. Which in a way made sense because you have less players traveling, you have a shorter tournament, and you have actually the best teams there. Now I saw your point of view. I saw it. But uh, well, at the same time, a twenty four team tournament, if they can make it work, is way more intriguing, way more fun from the league, and it includes almost every fan base in the league. The interest is there. Well and now it's finally coming to reality, man. My vision Finally coming to reality. Silk and filthy. You heard it here first for all the other pundits. But uh, shout out to all the other pundits who have, who have backed me up. So I appreciate a couple that. things there. A couple things there. I will say Trevor's pretty damn good at calling things out. So go follow the quickie on the Nux Misconduct Network. Trevor's been Trevor's probably the hardest working ho- hockey podcaster that you don't know about. Real talk. The guy's been banging out episode after episode after episode. And yeah, he he's been talking about this thing for quite some time. I will say this though, bro. I, I didn't think we'd be talking like this. Not not just in hockey, but in life. A couple months ago because I was really thinking about being shut down and not getting a haircut till September you know what I'm saying so I assumed that if things were going to take that long there'd be less time to actually have more teams in and yeah eight teams made sense but with that being said it didn't matter what was happening in that time regarding the pandemic I would never think that there'd be a 2014 playoff format well, what is this the CFL <laughs> No, seriously, oh, is this the CFL? No, it is. That's some bullshit, bro. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Don't, don't throw the CFL into this, man. I mean, right now the CFL is struggling hard enough without your trips, so let's not hey, insult the CFL on this program. I'm not trying to insult them. I'm just saying every fucking team gets in the playoffs, it feels like, in that league, and now it seems like it's it's the same shit in the NHL. I, I just feel like that's way too many teams. Way too many teams. It's one of those years where it's a little weird and I think if you're not in the top 16, however they, you know, break that down and determine that, you're not in. And it's okay. And you should swallow that if you're a team on the outside because, hey, why weren't you there? Get in there. Why weren't you at that, that, that point? You know, you should be good every game. This is what you get, okay? This is what you get, okay? Don't wait till game 70 to get in there. I think That's you're what forgetting you about, okay. All right, all right. I'm probably I, forgetting I, I, about I, something, I, Trevor. But hey, let me know. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know I know where you're going at. Okay. You're talking. If 24 teams make the playoffs, we're talking about most of the league making the playoffs. What the fuck's the point of playing the regular season? You forget that for years in the NHL, in the 90s, in the 80s, there were still 16 teams making the playoffs when there was only 20 something teams in the league. Take the 90, 1991-92 NHL season for example when the Pittsburgh Penguins won their second cup, there were six teams that missed the playoffs. So 16 of 22 teams made the dance in a normal regular season back in the early 90s. So this is not that far removed in NHL history where we still had most of the teams making the playoffs. And you know what? I see the rationale because I know you want to earn your playoff spot mm-hmm. in a lot of other sports like the NFL and, the, and Major League Baseball. You have just a fraction of teams making the playoffs. And I like that format, but in a year like this, just go back to the fucking old format. Who cares? Let 
the top fucking 75% of teams make the playoffs and play it out. There's more intrigue there. I know you don't earn it as much, but there's definitely more intrigue in the playoffs. You know what? I'm going to switch sides, okay? I lost that debate. I've just been losing debates to Trevor left, right, and center, and I'm going to lose another one right now. I'm fucking with this. Let's get 24 teams in there. Let's have some fun. I believe it's, I, I believe I saw a tweet from J.D. Burke saying something like, oh, just do whatever. It's fake anyways. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. maybe there's too much emphasis on the word fake, but... There, there is some truth there, you know? It's just bizarre. It's weird. It's absurd. I'll say this, though. We may be saying that right now, but as soon as the games start, give it three or four games, it will feel real. There, there's something that tells me that it will feel real. And we'll make up all these uh, all these things in our head. To tell, we'll tell ourselves, you know? We'll tell ourselves that, you know what? It is what it is, and these games do matter. And that cup is on the line. And we're going to win that Stanley Cup. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll be we'll be judging these players like it's any any other game, any other time of year. They'll feel the same. They'll feel the same. So Trevor, get 24 teams in there. Let's have some fun. Let's see what happens. And whatever team wins the fake slash weird Stanley Cup, live it up. Do your thing. Yeah. It's at, just at sports. the same time, even if there's an asterisk beside it, you're still winning. In my opinion, the hardest trophy to win in sports. Ooh. In my opinion. Ooh. Now, it's obviously going to be weird as fuck without fans there. I, I totally get that. But at the same time, 24 teams in the playoffs would be a lot of fun to watch. Now, let me let me break down the matchups that I had for you again. Unless you, unless you got to say something first. How cool would that be if those teams that got eliminated were forced to watch? <laughs> hey. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just bystanders in the standings. Just bystanders, let them be, you know, humiliated or something. I don't know. Or like, let's see who they cheer for. Who they're, who are their boys in the league? You know what I'm saying? Just an absurd time. Could you imagine that? All those losing teams. Yeah, hey, let's make it weird as fuck, man. Let's make like, it weird cares? as fuck. Why not? You know these these athletes, these hockey players, haven't been able to do that in a long time, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want to do that. But let's say. There's like all these bubble cities, and there's 24 teams in those bubble cities. I mean, what's the what's the regulations for having those eliminated teams go home right away? Can they? Are they allowed? Like, who knows? Like, just have them stay there, and have them watch some hockey. Maybe they'll fuck with it. Have some beers in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Just watch their peers go for the Stanley Cup. That sounds kind of cool. I kind of fuck with that. Okay, then you can give them a mic, let them talk. You know, it, it, there's some there's some. Uh, possibility here yo every single media outlet that covers these games whether it be in the nfl or the nba nhl mlb there's so much opportunity here to try things for your broadcast even if they don't work it doesn't fucking matter you know what i'm saying at the end of the day the champion of that league that you cover they're gonna be they're gonna be having an asterisk right beside them you know what i'm saying so just try everything shoot your shot yeah, you know what? I know you're kind of the the better creative genius between the two of us in terms of wacky not ideas. Really, man. Even if I came up with this format, uh, not a big deal. I'm just going to pump my own tires once again. They do Is it, there man. anything you, that you'd like to guy. see them experiment on uh, with broadcasting? Because uh, you know what? Broadcasters, there's a chance they might not even be allowed in the building. They might have to broadcast from vans outside the building. I was reading stuff like that. So it could be a really wacky time for broadcasters and, think, and the producers of the show. Well... There is a lot of opportunity for the producers of the show to really, really do something and really push their guys to kind of bring, bring something else to the table that kind of not fills the void that the fans not being there will, will leave, but just make it special. 
And at the end of the day, it's about the personalities behind the mic. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think I think there is an opportunity there to to use some players. <laughs> like legit, yeah. I actually think so. I know that sounds fucking crazy, but once again, your idea sounded crazy a couple months ago. Let's say these eliminated teams have some players that, you know, want to try it out, give them a mic, let them have some fun. Figure yeah. it out. Here's one idea that just kind of came to my head as we were, you know, kind of brainstorming and talking here about this new 2014 format on Silky and Filthy on the Nuxbis Connect Network, of course. Oh, yeah. Why don't you have players of those teams who are eliminated chirp the other team? Like, <laughs> say Ryan Miller comes on and goes, I'm going for Vancouver because my boy Jacob Markstrom's in that, and I fucking love that guy. That's so cool. The Minnesota you know Wild. What I'm saying? I don't want the Wild. Hey. No, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. It would be cool to see who. Who belongs to which friend circle? On, you know who, who comes on over Zoom and just chirps everyone and then talks about how especially he doesn't want Matthew Kachuk to win because he's a piece of shit. I'm damn, down for that bro, too. Damn, bro. I don't want Kachuk winning, bro. I don't want Calgary winning a fake out the Stanley Cup. You know what I'm saying? That'd be the worst. That'd be the worst. It'd be the worst thing ever. It'd yeah. be the worst thing ever. You know what would be the best thing ever though? If Vancouver won the fake Stanley Cup. I would yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I would fucking love that. Fuck you yeah. know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter, okay? I I die happy, legit. Yeah, that's it, ours. It would count in my book. If you're gonna go through a 2014 playoff, and that mm. would be the route that we'd all take too, right? Yeah, the Canucks made it through not even just four rounds, but five rounds of playoff hockey. As realistic, it was gonna happen, right? So during a pandemic, you know, during exactly. tough times, we so, got yeah, that I cup, mean, baby. Was, Fuck we, you. And you, know, and you know that when there can be a parade, and it could be years down the road. Let's be real. Mm. It's going to fucking happen at some point, right? It's going to be like 2023. And we're going to be like, let's have this fucking pre. Oh, yeah, straight Finally. up. We've been waiting for three years. And let's go. We get, if we get that cup, we get in that cup. I'm still buying the replica ring, you know? I'm doing it. Hell yeah, man. If we Hell get yeah. that cup, I'm, I'm rocking that replica ring until I get married. Yeah, there's only going to be two rings on my finger if the Canucks win. I'll have my wedding ring on one hand and I'll have the Canucks cup <laughs> replica ring on the other. Facts, dude. Every day. <laughs> Every day, yeah. bro. Every day, man. Silky Yo. and filthy, home of the West Coast buys, home of clearly the, the Canuck buys as well. Shout out Vancouver. Yeah, so I, I again, I, I look at these playoff formats, and I do love the idea of a 24-team tournament. I'm just going to go through the matchups again. Uh, let me just focus on the West. We got the Canucks there. You'd have, again, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas getting buys. You'd have, again, one first eight, Edmonton, Chicago. Two for seven, Nashville, Arizona. Three versus six, Minnesota and Vancouver, and then four versus five, Calgary and Winnipeg. Now, Kyle, it is SB Nation NHL Underdog Week, okay? Not even just NHL. We've been talking about underdogs all across SB Nation here. I want to ask you, of the teams in the West, is there anyone that strikes you as an underdog that could come out and, and make an impact? And again, we're not even talking about the top teams in St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas, but of those eight teams I listed, Edmonton, Nashville, Vancouver, Edmonton. Calgary... Edmonton. Edmonton. Edmonton stands out. Okay, I just, so Edmonton is the first seed of I know, I know. 24 bracket. I know. I know. They're fucking dangerous, obviously. They got Connor McDavid on their side. Yeah. I just feel as if he'd be able to do the most in, in this amount of time just based on sheer talent and him being Connor McDavid and him being Jesus and him doing the impossible and him being the best player since Gretzky and him being that fast and him being Connor fucking McDavid, bro. Oh, and they got Leon Dreisaitl, too. <laughs> you know, that just... Yeah, the Hart Trophy winner of 2019-20. Just yeah, two of the him. top three players on your team, and Connor's just 
by far and away better than anyone else. I feel as if they'd be the most dangerous. It's ah oh man, ah oh man. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to say something similar? Yeah, I don't know, man. This is hard, man. Because I was gonna say Vancouver. I was gonna say, are are the Oilers really an underdog pick? I mean, they are still in. Dude, they you, couldn't even get that by based on divisional. Bro, they are, man. They are, dude. Come on, bro. Nobody's looking at Edmonton as the studs of the West. Okay, it doesn't matter. In that Pacific, there's only one team that's prominent, important. That's Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Let's be real, man. Let's be real. Edmonton, nah, man, nah, man. They. Regardless of the standings, they're still Edmonton, and, and we saw what they did last year. Still have a bunch of holes on their team, but man, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle. I mean, can you be an underdog if you have two of the top three players in your team? Is that what you're asking? Ugh. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of what I'm saying, man. Damn. Because again, Edmonton's at the top of the second tier. Now, when I look at these teams in the West, St. Louis, Colorado, and Vegas, I think are clearly clearly the top three best teams dallas is in this tier of the other eight teams make it nine teams if you include dallas now edmonton yeah i mean it could be if, if you want to count them as an underdog i, I would say so because yeah, they got mcdavid and draw and they could make some noise when i look at other underdogs here i mean yeah the vancouver canucks yeah canucks bias, they kind of stand out what's they going on with out. us man we, we we want that hockey back in our city man i'm telling you man we want it back vancouver's itching for hockey bro it really is. It really is. And we look at the way we're talking, man. What are we saying right now? We're being delusional. Real talk. We're being delusional. It's been a no long way. time since hockey's been on the air, man. So yeah. It gets easier and easier to feel good about your team. And then you remember now, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Yeah, exactly. The Canucks were... If you look at these, all these bubble teams I listed from, again, that one to eight from Edmonton to Chicago, Canucks have the most goals scored of any of those teams, even higher than Edmonton in less games played. They played the fewest games tied with Nashville and Minnesota of any of the teams listed. 228 goals from your Vancouver Canucks. That's actually third best in the conference behind. Oh, sorry, sorry. Second best in the conference behind Colorado. Dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to switch it up on you, man. I'm about to puke, man. Minnesota, could you imagine if they won the cup? Then it would be (laughs) fake. Yeah, Dad, I'd I, I write an gonna, essay to the league, yeah. okay? I'd write an essay really, to the league. I couldn't pick Minnesota as an underdog, but I, I'll, I'll tell you this. There were a couple teams I was leaning towards in this category for underdogs. Vancouver stood out, and a big reason wasn't just the stars. It wasn't just the offensive firepower. Markstrom. It's goaltending. Yeah. Goaltending can steal you wins in the playoffs. And, and, and for bro- that reason itself, the other team that stands out to me is the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh. Connor Hellebuck should be... You know, probably the Vesna not he's the Vesna winner for this season, let's be real. And you talk about a high octane offense as well. I know their defense is in shambles, but so is the Canucks. But at the same time, you know, Marsham thrived when he faced 40 shots a night. Hellebuck was the same way. You can ride that to a Stanley Cup potentially in this weird ass format. Why the fuck not? And you want Markstrom motivated to you, you got to believe that Markstrom is going to be motivated to to still earn that that big money deal. You know what I'm saying? And if he just Definitely. picks it up out of nowhere, which I'm assuming is hard as fuck. This guy was injured and then has to wait an extra couple months. It's going to be tough to get that form back. It really is, man. But that motivation may be there. It really will be there for him to do so. So I could see that too, man. I could see him just going on a run. The, the Canucks. Vancouver. It just so Vancouver. 
50th year in the NHL, pandemic year, hashtag fake year. How the how this organization started with that lottery? Do you remember remember what happened? Them in Buffalo, they did that lottery system where, oh man, it was on a wheel, and everyone yeah. in the room, uh, everyone in the room thought Vancouver won because the commissioner at the time, I believe, said that Vancouver won. But when they looked close closer, they noticed that Buffalo won. That's how the organization started. So I could yeah. see this fifty years after. In your opinion, it may be a bullshit cup. But if the Canucks somehow win this magical bullshit fake Fugazi Cup, it will still feel like a Stanley Cup. I'm rocking with it. I'm celebrating. I'm I'm happy as fuck. Let's go Canucks. Go Canucks. Go Canucks. Go Canucks. I, I, Let's I go. love it, man. Let's I go. Love I love it too. I hate to harsh on your mojo here, but I did think about this too. Like, if there's gonna be a team that wins the the fake Fugazi Cup, it's probably the Canucks. If you go to the, <laughs> yeah. if you go to the Eastern Conference. Do you know who's winning the fake Fugazi Cup? Toronto. It's fucking Toronto, yeah, obviously. And they could do it. They're the other cursed franchise. And they could do it, man. They could do it. They could actually do it. Now, no, let me rip through the East. I kind of want to ask you the same question for the Eastern Conference. Again, we have Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philly. Not Pittsburgh, Philly getting buys in this tournament, okay? The next eight teams, you got one to eight. Pittsburgh, Montreal. Sorry, Montreal, you're done. Carolina, the Rangers. I'd love it. I would love to see that. You have the Islanders and the Panthers. Who cares? Then you have the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs. Of those eight teams, who stands out to you as an underdog? And we're not counting Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh should really be in, in that top upper echelon. They're, they're a level above every, every, yeah, every other man. team. Who's the opinion. underdog team? Man, honestly, you said those names, and I don't, I don't trust any of those underdogs. I really don't. Just, just relative to who are those top teams. Those are just great teams. <laughs> Phenomenal teams. And, and you mentioning Pittsburgh, and I'm sorry for not answering your question, but Pittsburgh could be that team as well that just can turn it on. It don't matter. They got all that experience. Does that really matter in a time like this? Maybe. Probably not. This is a weird experience for everyone, but Crosby, Malkin. Fuck, dude. That Damn, bro. Damn, bro. You get two motivated players, Crosby, Malkin, Understanding that time is of the essence, especially in their careers. I mean, I, they're not going to retire anytime soon, but nothing is certain. Get those cups. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. If Crosby wins one more cup, doesn't matter if it's fake or not. Top three player of all time. By the by, the time it's yeah, over. By enough. the time it's over. I'm not going to lie. I know you see not many underdogs here, and you know Pittsburgh doesn't really count in this category. I know, it doesn't. There's, there's quite a few teams I like in the East. Now, admittedly, the East is a stronger conference than the West. Now, no offense to Montreal. They don't really belong in the playoffs. But I can look at those other teams and make an argument for every, almost everyone except the Islanders. The Islanders, I know, I shouldn't be down, I shouldn't be down Barry Trotz, but the Islanders just, you know, they don't scream miracle run Stanley Cup favor to me. You had your cups. You had your time. It's not happening. Carolina, I almost don't even count as an underdog. Because yeah, I don't. They made it to the conference finals last year. They're a pretty solid team themselves. Toronto, I don't, I don't really count as an underdog either. I guess they kind of are an underdog though, right? No. But again, no, you don't think so? I don't okay. think so, all man. Right. All right, all right. So fuck Toronto. Yeah. The Columbus Blue Jackets, I talked about it on the quickie today. Intriguing fucking team. Now, their stats don't look good. They actually have a negative goal differential. They're the only other team in the playoffs other than the Montreal Canadiens that have a negative goal di- differential in the East. But 
they've had a ton of injuries this season. They've allowed the third fewest goals in the NHL. That's the kind of team, again, you talk about goaltending. If they're healthy, they could go on a run, and we saw them do it last year against Tampa Bay. Elvis. Corpusalo. Elvis, Elvis Lickens, man. Remember that silky and filthy beauty power rankings we did? Elvis Merz Lickens came out of nowhere to make that top 10. So shout out Elvis, man. Shout out Elvis. Man. Now, Florida Panthers, I don't see much coming from. Fuck the Canadians. But the New York Rangers are another intriguing team. Again, they have Igor Shesterkin. Shesterkin. 10-2 and two, with a save percentage of 934 during the regular season. He was fucking fantastic. And I would argue they have two players that deserve to be nominated for the heart in Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. Sometimes, that could be all you need. Man, I think that's a great choice, actually, man. Now that you think of it, especially that we've been talking about, for some reason, I'm making this assumption that if you have two stud players, this will be easy. You'll have an advantage. You bring up those guys, and on top of that, the goaltending. You're right, man. Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers. The Rangers are kind of like a weak version of Edmonton, but they have the goaltending. That's the big difference in my eyes. Shesterkin, again, he's a bit of a wild card, but he won a, a championship in the KHL with uh, St. Petersburg, and he was fucking phenomenal this season in the AHL and the NHL. Man, That's the kind of wild card that can get you through the playoffs. Now, New York's defense is pretty shoddy. Yaro Halak. The roster is, is a little mediocre, but, man, they've scored... 234 goals this season. Again, that ranks uh, fourth in the East, and it ranks fifth overall in the NHL. Man. They can still put up some goals, man. They can put up some goals. They can, man. They can. Straight up, man. Straight up, man. It, just touching back on the the Rangers with their goaltending situation, I brought up the name Yaro Halak because I just feel like that could maybe happen there. That type of run. When was it, like 2010, 2011? Yahoo Lack. 2010. Almost, almost taking Carey Price's job. Just crazy, man. Goaltending's a. It, it's it can be everything most of the time, but in a time like this, man, it, it may it may just be that again. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. You get the best goaltender going, anyone can win. It's it's funny, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. So at the time when Yaro Halak went on that run, I guess I was like 17. And I've always considered myself. I, I've all, I've always considered the Habs as my second team. Um, really? I mean, Why? the Jets came. What's that? Why? Because you're a little my bit mom's, French. My mom's yeah. from Montreal. Man. Little, my mom's from Montreal. Got exactly. some French blood in champions. you. You know, Vancouver loses a lot, so it was nice to have kind of a <laughs> that second team in your back pocket. So I always grew up kind of cheering for the Habs. Now in 2010, my mom went to Montreal for some work trip, and I was like, Mom, I would love it if you just got me like a Yaroslav Halak T-shirt. And she's like, "Are you sure about that?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna upsert usert uh, Carey Price tonight. He's gonna be the starting goalie." Gave me that Yarohlak T-shirt. Now she didn't listen to me, and she got me a plain Hab shirt. And obviously, lo and behold, Yarohlak's gone the next season. So nice, good investment. Again, that's another reason why moms kick ass. So happy, happy belated Mother's Day on this program. Go love your mother if you haven't already. Yeah, straight up. Shout out to uh, all the moms there, man. Shout out to all the moms there, man. That was honestly the most heated I've gotten about hockey in a long time, and. Based on what I just, you know, puked out, I haven't really been keeping touch with what's been happening around the league that much. But man, the the Canucks. Look what I just said there. I meant it, man. Let's go Canucks. Let's go. Let's get in here. Let's get in this dance. Let's have a party in the city in our own homes through Zoom, and just live our best lives watching this city's only team winning a fake Stanley Cup. I'm fucking down, bro. Let's win it. 
Let's win it. Why not us? I'm, tell- I'm telling you, man, if, if this happens, I'm coming to the studio. I'm pitching a tent in the parking lot and I'm drinking two meters apart from you. It's nice. going to happen. Perfect. And we got long wires here so we can podcast from social yeah, awesome, distancing, distancing awesome. measures. Okay, cool. I got, man. A queen, that's, that's I got a queen size bed, air mattress. I'm sleeping in comfort after I pound back like at least 20 beers. Damn. Damn, bro. 20 is a bit excessive, maybe 12. I can't wait for this, man. The Canucks are actually going to win the fake Stanley Cup. That makes me that makes me so optimistic about life just in general and also gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. I, I won't tell you about how I don't think the NHL season's coming back because that's just too too much of a depressing topic. Save so. it for the next one. <laughs> man, All right, man. I had one topic that I wanted to end the episode on. Again, underdog week here at SB Nation. Let's go. So I made a list of the five best undrafted players in the NHL today. Okay. Now, there's one clear choice for number one. You might know it off the top if you're uh, a hardcore NHL fan. But I'll ask you this first, Kyle. If you can name me the three undrafted Canucks on the roster today. Three undrafted Canucks. Actually, sorry, there's four. Fuck, I didn't even think about one of them. There's actually four. Troy Stetcher. Chris Tanev. Jordy Van. Yep, sorry. Oh, oh my God, there's five. There's five. Jesus Christ, I'm out of this. Fuck. Okay, so nobody in the top six. Bottom no. six. Two more. You need two more bottom six wingers. Fuck, man. I already forgot about my boys, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I hyped, you hyped up the Canucks so much. No! Oh Who, who's on the bottom six again? Brandon Sutter? No, he was like a first-round pick, bro. I know, I know, I know. I I didn't mean that as a guess. I'm trying to think about this bottom six. Oh, my God, there's six. Oh, my God, I'm so You don't even know, bro. Damn, man. I I kind of like blocked out some of the Canucks that were pretty bad this season, but yeah, there's actually six on the roster right now. Fuck, half our team's undrafted, or third of our team's undrafted. (laughs) Shout out Benning, yo. (laughs) Um, Man, that's a a good one. Just tell me, just tell me. Okay, so there's... (laughs) I'll tell you the two I forgot. Well, one, one was Ben... And one was Jay Beagle. You also Jay got Beagle. Antoine Roussel. Rooster. And Zach McEwen. Okay. I actually don't feel that dumb missing out yeah, on those guys. I, I'm not going to lie. I totally blanked on Beagle and... Uh, out and of ben. all those, I would have just guessed uh, McEwen. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I have the list in front of me, so it's pretty fucking stupid of me. But, you know, what can I say? We're all in isolation. I don't uh, want to say I'm you slacking know. off, but I, I definitely selectively forgot about uh, Beagle and Ben. Dude, we've been so podcasting hard, man, okay? Meanwhile, Canadian on the Post It Up Network, we just recorded that. Not to plug it, but just to plug it, postitup.ca. Dude, man, we're putting in those hours. We're a little sluggish right now, but it is what it is. It's hard to do It's hard to do a hockey podcast right now. It, it's not the easiest thing for me. I know you go six times a week, motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck you taking, but Trevor Beggs, man. Best podcaster in the world of hockey that you don't know about. So you better know. Yeah, I appreciate the plug, man. You know, I've been talking to the boys in next misconduct and I'm not going to lie in my personal life. I would love to write more. I, even though hockey hasn't been on in over two months, I still have all these ideas that I love to get out, but yeah, you know, at the same time, I got day jobs. I got family. I got, and you, you got know, no games. Just jobs. say that. Just say that. I got no my games. Point. I got no games. I got no inspiration. You know? No, no, no. That's not, dude. I'm not, and that's not true at all. I'm telling you. I've Man. been talking to boys experts. Conic. I'm trying to get other people to write my story ideas because I've got so many story ideas to put out there. 
Ooh, my guy's an EP on his stories, man. I like that. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. Okay, continue this list, man. I just totally cut all you right, off. All right, all right. Okay, so that's the Canucks. So the, the five best players, in my mind, uh, who are undrafted in the NHL today. I'm going to give honorable mentions to Nate Schmidt and Matt Zuccarello because they didn't make the list. Sorry, the pride of Norway did not make the list. I'm sorry, all Norwegian listeners. He would have been up here, but I based yeah. some of this list on this season. Okay. Okay, go. So number five, Neil Pionk. Point. Great name. Great name. Winnipeg Jets. Jets. He had a fucking fantastic season this year. He was even better than Jacob Truba. So sorry, New York Rangers. I mean, you got Aaron and Zibanejad, but Truba, he was good, but just not quite as good as Pionk. Number four, a favorite of this program, Kyle, a favorite of this program, Vegas Golden Knights, Jonathan Mustard, Mustard Salt. Man, Jonathan Mustard, Mustard, Mustard Salt, Salt man. best name in the game. Still one of the best post-game interviews after a loss of all time in NHL history. Last year, Game 7, after the ref fucked it up. Jonathan Mustard Salt, real talk, one of my favorite athletes of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great dude. <laughs> but one of those small guys he's looking to for. Plus the name, plus the interviews. He's got so much going. And he lives in fucking Vegas. He drives that Vegas Lambo around. Come on. How do you not love him? Unbelievable, man. I found it a weird coincidence that you know, two of the five guys in this list, list have great names. Another one has a great nickname as well. You could probably guess it, but I'm going to go to number three, Tory Krug, Boston Bruins. He's going to get fucking paid this offseason, probably in Boston, maybe somewhere else. Who the fuck knows? Number two. Tory Krug is great, man. He's a great player, and he's going to get paid probably not in Boston based on salary cap reasons. But then again, he, he does seem kind of happy there. A big part of a team that continues to win. He may just take that discount. That's just a fact. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really fit that Bruins mantra of big tough, but he's so fucking good. I mean, how, how can you just kick him out the door? Yeah, 100%. That's all I think. But yeah, you're right. They have those salary cap issues. Um, and I, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure how they're going to save money on this, man. Like he, They're going to have to trade someone pretty much to make room for him. I don't facts, know. Maybe facts, facts, like facts, facts, facts. All right, so number two. Uh, had a bit of a down year this season, but he's a Norris Trophy trophy winner from last season. Gio. Mr. Bean, a.k.a. Mark Giordano. I fuck with Giordano, man. I really do. He's a tough son of a gun. Really is. Plays the game the right way. And he's better than anyone thought he was going to be. Got to give the guy props. You should have said that in a Don Cherry accent. You would have been on point, but uh, pretty good overall. And number one, let's end the list off. With the easy number one choice, it's fucking Artemi Panarin. One of the choices probably for the Hart Trophy this season. He's been fucking incredible since he came to the NHL at the age of 23. And man, I just love watching him play the game. He's amazing. He's amazing. He uh, easily gets number one on this list of the best undrafted players in the NHL today. Without great. question. He's great, man. Artemi Panarin. We spend a lot of time talking about Panarin. Just one of the best players in the league. Look at his points per game. He's just killing it all the time, man. So shout out to Artemi Panarin. Bro, we, we didn't even touch on the uh, Akeem Alou article. Did you read it? I know people are talking about it, and obviously the game's kind of had a, no, kind of. On the ice, it's been perfect, and I, I paid a lot of attention to what's happening on the ice, but off the ice, obviously there's been huge, huge stains left within the hockey community. Everything from, like, Brandon Leipzig to Bill Peters, to Mark Crawford. Like, it, things just came out and came out and came out. Now we have this article that came out on the Players' Tribune, and I, I didn't read it yet, 
something about it just bothers me, man. It, it, not because I think he's wrong, just because, just because, ah, fuck, man, just the NHL. I, I, I just never, I never want, want to believe it. You know what I'm saying? I never want to believe it. And if this can't be a problem anymore, you know, they got to fix it. They got to fix it. Community has to get together and hockey is for everyone. I know it is. It's the best game on earth. Akeem Alou, props to you. That's not easy to do. It's not yeah. easy to do. And it's got to change, man. And we got to be part of that change. Change the narrative. Because fuck that yeah, shit. Fuck racism, and man. That's some bullshit. I'm going to admit the same thing. Like, I, I haven't read it. And it's, it's, it's a shame on me because I should be reading it. I guess part of the reason I haven't read it is because Akeem Alou has talked in public a lot about what's happened. And I know that there's a problem in the NHL. I know there's a problem with bullying and harassment. Yeah. I mean, come on. We, we, we went to high schools that were very multi, multi, multiculturally diverse. And that shit went on, man. Like, I had, okay, and I, I probably never told this story on the podcast at least, but I had a girlfriend in grade eight who was brown. And, like, we get chirped, man. Like, I'd walk by, like, the smoke pit and people would be like, ooh, wow, white guy, brown girl. And they'd be, like, fucking, like, jeering us, man. Damn. You know, this shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens all the fucking time. And it's it's a problem in hockey. And you hear about these crazy stories that Akimalu went through where with the hazing in junior and obviously the shit with Bill Peters. And honestly, it pisses me off and makes me sad. And I guess that's part of the reason why I've I bookmarked it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. It is a big fucking problem, man. And I do think slowly that people are going to come to their standards. People are going to come to you know reality and accept the fact that we're all the same. We're all humans, man. But it's a slow progression, man. And it's, it sucks to say that. But, you know, one day I feel like we'll get there, man. This is why we got you and me. We got a Findian. Hey. We got the whitest Findian. guy of Hockey's all time. for everyone. According to Hockey Podcast. There you Hockey's go, for everyone, okay? Everyone. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to read it. And I think um, not necessarily go out of my way to be more vocal about it, but just listen to it more instead of just ignoring it because – you don't, you don't want that being said about the game that you love, and yeah. it's, again, it's such a selfish, stupid thing to to look at, and it's not about the way I feel about the game; it's just about the reality. And these things happened in the past, and I hope that it's different now. And fuck, man, just shout out to Akeem, man. That's not easy. That's not easy to go through, and that's not easy to uh, to do what he's doing right now. Real talk, real talk. And not going to lie, man, and maybe I shouldn't throw this out there right now because, you know, I've had a glass of whiskey from, you know, that first podcast we did, Meanwhile, <laughs> in Canada, on the Post Up Network. Check hey, it out. Hey, hey. And Silky and Filthy here. One of my ideas for Silky and Filthy was going to talk about, you know, the top five dirt banks in hockey over the past couple of years and then go for the top five people who have been the most progressive. So yeah, <laughs> maybe that's an episode idea for another day. Straight up. Maybe whiskey talking. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Okay, that was Silky and Filthy. Shout out, Akeem. We love you, Akeem, and all you, all of you who listen to the show, Silky and Filthy, Knox Misconduct Network. We love you. We fucking appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the other side. Peace, peace, peace.